بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد وقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear brothers and sisters elders this is the third of the series of khutab in ramadan what is the difference between expenditure and investment given that in both cases there is a cash outflow what's the difference the difference is that expenditure happens when you acquire something which you enjoy but which over time deteriorates and diminishes and depreciates investment happens when you acquire something that grows and gives you a return over time if you buy a tesla car that's an expenditure if you buy tesla shares that's an investment right there's a difference elon musk most recent trending news elon musk bought 9.2% stake in twitter for 2.2.9 billion dollars incidentally that's a little more than what it takes to feed every hungry person on the face of the earth why did he do that and interestingly with that stake he was offered a seat on the board but he refused because the condition of a seat on the board is that a board member cannot own more than 15% of the company and Elon Musk wants to buy the whole company now he offered uh, 43.5 billion if i if i remember remember the number correctly or 44 i or 45.2 anyway uh, for the company for a controlling stock and he is uh, opposed by another major shareholder uh, walid bin talal and that's going on so on a side note twitter is a good stock to buy now if you want to invest now the question is why is he doing that why is he doing that what's the value of having answer is the what is the value of having the opportunity to call the shots on the most powerful communication channel today a lot more than 2.9 billion i can tell you what will that do to his already massive wealth 273.6 billion but more importantly what will it do to the only real purpose of acquiring wealth which is acquiring power incidentally he didn't buy a gold plated cadillac or a customized a380 with a jacuzzi on board that proves that he's not a muslim why am i talking about this today because the topic of this khutbah is ramadan 
maximize ROI, return on investment. And that's what Ramadan is all about. We are traders. Every one of us is a trader. In the stock exchange called life. We use money given to us to invest in stocks that give us the best deals. If we don't trade, we lose. If we buy losing stocks, we lose. But if we buy stocks that give a high yield, then we gain and we win big time. We have time to trade until the bell rings to end the sale for the day. Then we give account. Have you ever seen an ice seller in India or Africa? In Pakistan, if you have not seen, you should see it. The benefit of living in countries that are poor in money but rich, but rich in life experiences is that you get to see things that you can't see for a million dollars in America or Europe. One of those is the sight of an ice seller but seen with the eyes of the heart, which is with wisdom and understanding. Let me describe, let me describe that for you because that's what our life is. He operates only in the summer because that's only the time when people want to buy ice. But that's also the time when ice melts the fastest. Every morning he buys a big block of ice from the ice factory and puts it on his pushcart on a bed of rice husk, covers it with a white cloth to radiate the heat and hits the street. He has only one goal, to sell his ice as fast as he can. Now you may think that his asset is the block of ice, but no, wrong, it's not the block of ice. His asset is only as much of that as he can convert to cash by the end of the day, before it melts. The rest melts and drips on the road. And that is why he cannot rest until he sells his ice. That is the story of our lives. We are ice sellers. Our ice is our life, our time, our money, our energy, effort, whatever. What we transfer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what we sell to Allah remains. What we don't sell will melt away. What is with you will melt away, will disappear. What is with Allah will remain. Our wealth is not what we have today. That's one of the many fantasies and, and, and fallacities that we live with. What is your net worth? If somebody asks you that question, what's the answer? You will total up your stock portfolio, you will total up your bank accounts, you will total up whatever else you have, land this, that, my net worth is so much. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. That is like the ice seller saying, my net worth is this block of ice. Wrong answer. But we live in a world which is so full of falsehood and so full of deception that we believe all this stuff. And we do not believe the reality which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us. So our wealth is not what we have today. It is what we will have that night. And our night is the day we die. Our ice will melt away. Even if we have a whole glacier. Even if you have a whole glacier. 
it will be gone or we will go and it will still be here can't take it with you only what we transfer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remain and he in his boundless generosity said ma indakum yanfadu wa ma indallahi baq wala najziyanna alladhina sabaru ajrahum bi ahsani ma kanu ya'malun allah said whatever is with you will be exhausted will be finished and whatever is with allah will remain and those who are patient who have sabr who have consistency who continue to do good work we will certainly pay them a reward in proportion to the best of what they used to do doing good patiently consistently quietly guarding our ikhlas and sincerity only to please allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then when we meet him inshallah we will be amazed that he has taken the best of what he enabled us to do and then rewarded us for all that we did according to that standard in the financial world we judge investment opportunities on two parameters multiplier and guarantor and that's called the risk return ratio the risk return ratio is a measure of return in terms of risk for a specific time period what is a good risk return ratio talk to the market strategists and they say that the ideal risk return ratio is 1 is to 3 that is 300% you invest 100 dollars you get 300 question you ask yourself is before you invest is two questions what is the multiplier for the investment how many times and two is who is guaranteeing that return and that it's the combined effect of both these factors that decides how good the investment opportunity is and that's the reason why blue chip company stocks and government bonds are considered good investments because though the multiplier may be small relatively small the return you get is not that much the guarantor is solid and we believe that they can deliver what they promise startups usually give a much higher rate of return but the guarantor is guarantee of that is paper thin in theory the best investment is where you get the highest return at zero risk in the reality of this world it doesn't exist because every investment is risky to some extent the underlying principle in all of this is really one what do you believe what do you believe and that depends on who you trust risk perception is a measure of trust with that in mind let us look at an investment opportunity which is zero risk and maximum return allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said man jaa bil hasanati falahu ashru amthalaha wa man jaa bil sayyiati fala yujza illa mithlaha wa hum la yuzlamun whoever brings a good deed shall have 10 times the like thereof to his credit and whoever brings an evil deed shall have only the recompense of the like thereof and they will not be wronged rate of return of 1 is to 10 that is the basic minimum of allah subhanahu wa taala in percentage terms that is 1000% not 300 1000% and the guarantor is allah subhanahu wa taala who controls everything tabarakal ladhi bi yadihi al mulk wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir completely and totally in control So therefore he has the right to give a guarantee. 
But this being a statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not restricted to 1000%. He said about those who invest with him and in his cause, مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ حَبَّةٍ أَمْبَتَتْ سَبْعَ سَنَابِلَ فِي كُلِّ ثُمْبُلَةٍ حَبَّةٍ فِي كُلِّ سُمْبُلَةٍ مِيَةُ حَبَّةٍ وَاللَّهُ يُضَعِفُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءٍ وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ The example of those who spend their wealth in the way of Allah is like the example of a grain of corn. It grows seven years and each year has a hundred grains. And Allah gives manifold increase to whom he pleases over and above that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all sufficient for his creatures, for their needs and he, he is the all-knower. Rate of return 1 is to 700 is 70,000%. If you can't do the numbers, I don't blame you, but the return is not restricted to that because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then said, Allah will increase even beyond that. But what's the catch? There's always a catch. What is the catch? The catch is, do we believe? Do we really believe that Allah will give what he promised? And that is a question to stand in front of the mirror and ask the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. Do you believe? It doesn't matter what anyone else believes. Do you believe? Do I believe? Brothers and sisters, it's simple. it is as simple as that. Do we believe that we will die? Do we believe that we will be resurrected and then be rewarded as Allah promised? I know we, we, we say all this. There's not anybody here or anywhere in the world who says, I will not die. The question is, do you know this inside here? Do you know this in the deepest part of your heart? Do we really believe in the promises of Allah? That also explains why we don't take Allah's declaration of war seriously. We don't believe in Allah's promises, so we don't believe in his warnings. What we forget is that reality is independent of belief. What is real will happen, no matter what anyone wants to believe or not. Question to ask ourselves is, if I do not believe in Allah's promises or warnings, then do I believe in Allah? This is not a riddle or a trick question. This is the hard, harsh reality, which we will face one day. The reward of believing in the unperceivable, the al-ghayb, is to witness it one day and know that it was the truth. But today, we must believe without perceiving and give evidence of that by investing in his Jalla Jalaluhu's promise. That is the essence of tawakkul, to take risk. No risk, no tawakkul. The Sahaba took risk because they trusted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the meaning of even using the word risk with respect to Allah? They didn't take risk. They understood that there is no risk when the guarantor is Allah. We hesitate because to us, this material world is real and the akhirah is unreal. Aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'il muslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد 
كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد نبرتن سسترز ام توكنگ اباؤٹ دی ڈیسپشن اف شیطان اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی وارنڈ اس اباؤٹ دس اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی سیز الشیطان یعیدکم الفقر ویأمرکم بالفحشاء والله یعیدکم مغفرتا منه وفضلا والله واسع علیم اللہ سر وچ مین شیطان تھریٹنز یو وت پاورٹی اینڈ آرڈرز یو ٹو کمٹ evil shameful deeds what is more evil and shameful than dealing in interest when allah has declared war on the one who deals in interest what is more evil and shameful than buying and selling haram when we know it is haram shameful is not only dancing in not dancing half naked in the streets you don't do that you do but we do much worse allah did not declare war on the one who dances in the street half naked allah declared war on the one who deals in interest I'm not saying that is a good thing to do but what we do is much worse time to wake up before we are woken up so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying shaitan threatens you with poverty with this exact this is use my brother what will happen my shop my shop will shut i will starve so what about this allah you 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 are worshiping eh allah shop will also shut you helping allah or allah is helping you When are we going to wake up? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Shaitan threatens you with poverty and orders you to commit evil deeds. Whereas Allah promises you forgiveness from himself and bounty. And Allah is all sufficient for his creatures. And he knows their needs. And Allah told us what to do about Shaitan's deceptions. He said, Inna shaitana lakum adu fattakhizuhu aduwa. Innama yad'u hizbahu liyakunu min ashabi sa'id. Allah said, surely shaitan is your enemy, so treat him like an enemy. He only invites his followers that they may become the dwellers of the blazing fire. May Allah protect us from this. But what do you say about those who instead of treating shaitan as their enemy, treat Allah and Rasulullah as their enemies? I mean those who deal in interest. And thereby they accept a declaration of war from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi What do you call those you are at war with? Friends or enemies? Right? Let us ask ourselves, who is our enemy? Shaitan or Allah? And Rasulullah sallallahu Do we want to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment? Like meeting our enemy? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, those who deal in interest... And he described, and next Juma you're going to get the, the whole nine yards worth of this, believe me. With all the references. With, I want to go in my grave with all of you as witness that I said what I had to say, whether anyone liked it or not. And you will be my witness on the day of judgment. Whatever you do, you will be my witnesses on the day of judgment that I said what needed to be said. Ask yourself this question. So let us change our lives starting right now because we don't know when we will be called to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because then it will be too late. Let us see how those who knew this deal invested their assets. There's a beautiful story from the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu One day a young boy, um, uh, 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 orphan boy came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa This young boy, he inherited a house and some land, some date pumps from his father. 
and he wanted to build a wall around that to secure the property. The problem was that there was one date palm from his neighbor's property which was in the middle, which came into his property. So now he had to take his wall around it or he had to cut the tree to take, it, take his wall through that space. So he went to his neighbor. His neighbor's name was Abu Lubaba, radiallahu anhu. He asked him, he said, uh, he told him the story, this is what I want to do. And uh, so can you allow me to, can you allow me to cut this tree? Abu Lubaba said, no, it's my tree. So this boy said, then can you give this tree to me? He knew the story, he's a poor boy, orphan, so on. He said, can you give the tree to me? So I take the wall around the tree, the tree is mine. He said, no, it's my tree. He said, yeah, that's why, that's why I'm asking you, it's your tree, can you give? He said, no. He said, okay, then can you sell the tree to me? Abu Lubaba said, no, I will not sell it. So now he won't give it, he won't sell it, so what? So this poor boy was desperate. So he said, I am going to complain to Rasulullah He went to the masjid. And he told Rasulullah the story. He said, this is what I want to do and this is what is happening. Nabi Wasallam said, where is Abu Lubaba? Call him. So they called him. When Abu Lubaba came, Rasulullah said to him, this is the boy, he wants to do this thing. Why don't you give him the tree? Abu Lubaba said, and may Allah protect us from ourselves. Wallah alam, what was going through his mind at the time, he said, ya Rasulullah, I will not give it. Rasulullah said to him, Okay, uh, take some money for it, some value, sell it. He said, no, it is my haq, I will not sell it. Rasulullah then said to him, sell it to me. Sell me the tree and I will guarantee you a tree in Jannah. Huh? What is the meaning of saying guarantee you a tree in Jannah? Does it mean that you will be sitting in the other place and say, you know what, I got a tree in Jannah uh, while I am burning here? No. Guarantee a tree in Jannah means Jannah is yours. Bashar of Jannah. Abu Urbaba anhu said, I don't want it. And he walked away. Now there was another sahabi, Abu Dahad al-Ansari anhu, who was in the masjid, who was sitting and watching this whole thing. The whole drama from the time the little boy came and all this happened. As soon as Abu Lubaba left, Abu Dahdar got up and went to Nabi Sallallahu He said, Ya Rasulullah, if I get this tree for you, will you give me the same guarantee? Eh? I'm talking about return on investment from people who believed it. Rasulullah Sallallahu said, yes. Abu Dahdar ran behind him. By the time he reached Abu Lubaba, he was in the market of Medina. So Abu Dahdar stopped him. He said to him, that whole tree story, he said, sell the tree to me. Abu Baba said, I did not even sell the tree to Rasulullah Why will I sell it to you? Abu Dada said, no, no, hold on. He said, tell me, what do you know about me? What do you know about me? Abu Baba said, I know about you what everyone in Madina knows about you. He said, what's that? He said, we know that you have the most valuable piece of real estate in Madina. You have the best date garden with 600 bearing date palms. Your house is in that. You live there and it has a well of sweet water and it has a wall around it. It's completely secure. Everybody knows about this. They don't know this about you. Abu Dhatar said, yes, that is true. He said, now listen, I am offering you that whole property, 600 date palms, fencing wall, 
boundary wall, well, my house for that one tree. Give me that, sell me that one tree, I give you the whole property. Abu Lubaba said, have you, have you gone mad? He said, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? He said, what are you talking? You will give me 600 date palms and house and well and everything for one tree? He said, yes. He said, you are not Majnun, you are not crazy. He said, no. You're serious, you won't go back on this and say, no, I didn't. No, 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 I am serious. Then Abu Lubaba said, all these people here are witness. I accept. Abu Dhadar Ansari said, all of you are witness. I have bought this one tree from Abu Lubaba for my whole property. Eh? This is called putting your money where your mouth is. Then Abu Dhadar now went to his former property. I mean, he's just sold it. He went there, stood outside the gate and he called his wife, Ya, ya Umma Dahada. Come out. She came out of the house. She said, what happened? Listen, listen carefully. What happened? He said, I just sold this property. We are moving out. Get the children. Get the stuff. We are leaving. She said, sold the property. This is our house. Sold the property. To whom? He said to Rasulullah sallallahu She said, for how much? He said, for one tree in Jannah. She said, subhanallah. What a bargain. Subhanallah, what a bargain. Eh? Sounds crazy, no? Seriously, ask yourself this question. Doesn't it sound crazy? Put yourself in that place. As I'm talking to you, visualize your assets. Your house, your cars, your aeroplanes, your yachts. Eh? Your summer homes, your winter homes, your fall homes. Right? Your portfolios, Tesla cars, sales in Tesla, stocks in Tesla. Huh? Visualize all of that and then say, for one tree in Jannah, will I walk away from all this and I become a homeless person on the street? That's what they became. They became, they became homeless people, right? They became homeless people. Am I willing to do that? Are you, will you do that? You know why the Sahaba succeeded? Because they were crazy. Seriously. According to our standard, they were crazy people. Crazy in the most beautiful way that Allah loved. They were crazy about Allah. They were not logical thinking people like us. We are the logical thinking people who if we don't let go of this logic, this logic will take us into the hellfire. The Sahaba didn't have this. He said, Allah said, we believe. They did not say Allah, Allah dislikes this. They did not say, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Allah dislikes. But is, how much does he dislike? Is it haram? Is it makru? Is it makru tahrimi? Is it makru tanzihi? You know, these istalahat did not exist in the time of Sahaba, in, in the time of the Sahaba of Rasulullah. Allah does not like khalas. End of story. I don't care how much he does not like. There is no measurement to that. Allah does not like over. Today we tell people the ayat of the Quran. Fajj tanibu. Stay away. No, no, but Allah did not say haram. So we'll ask Allah now to reveal a new ayat according to how you want saying haram. Fajj tanibu. Stay away is not enough for you. La hawla wa la illa My brothers and sisters, remember, that is the standard that we will be measured against. 
they will not be measured against us we will be measured against them so question is nice story but is it enough simply to listen to the story nice story mashallah maybe a couple of tears in the eyes yeah or are we planning to change our lives allah subhanahu wa taala promised us one thing allah subhanahu wa taala said وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنْسَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوا عَنْهُ وَعَدَّ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي تَحْتَهَا الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا ذَلِكَ الْفَوْضُ الْعَظِيمُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said and the first to enter Islam سَابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ the first of the first to enter islam of the muhajirun and the ansar walladhina tabahum bihsan and those who followed them exactly in faith see the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had simply said asabiquna lawwaluna min almuhajirina wal ansari radiyallahu anhu radwan the ayat was grammatically correct that sentence in arabic is correct allah did not say that allah did not say allah is pleased with only them allah said allah is pleased with them and with all those who follow them exactly in faith So Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala opened and left the door to be with the sahaba open until the day of judgment until the time we go to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala if we wish. Radiyallahu anhu radu an Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah he has prepared for them gardens under under which rivers flow which is jannah and there they will stay forever khalidina fiha abada and that is supreme success my brothers and sisters today we are not called upon to do what the sahaba did nobody is asking us to sell everything and become homeless for a tree in jannah allah knows who is how much and you know what we need to do but the opportunity to earn the pleasure of allah and his reward is still the same therefore when we have the opportunity to spend for the cause for the cause of allah don't ask what can i afford ask how much should i spend how much should i invest in my akhirah how much do i want from allah i advise myself in you give until it hurts and when it hurts give more until shaitan runs away give knowing that it hurts only when we don't have enough faith in the promise of allah that is the diagnostic tool if it hurts the faith then faith is weak otherwise it's great fun you search for opportunities to give like the sahaba used to do because you know that you are building your own assets and investing in yourself because allah doesn't need anything and you are investing yourself and the promise is given by the one sadaqallahul ladhi who does not lie whose word is the truth and he has complete control to guarantee what he promised my brothers and sisters i end with reminding myself and you that we are ice sellers we are ice sellers We cannot afford to keep a fire with our ice block. It's a matter of transferring our assets from our banks and safes to Allah and then collecting the return on our investment when we meet him. On that day, either we will be called to account or we will be given the account of our investment. The choice is ours. Let us choose wisely because that meeting is sure and inevitable. how that will be is in our hands i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to help us to please him and to be pleased with us and to cover our faults with his mercy and forgiveness 
I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to invest with him and to give us the returns that he told that, that he said he will give. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from his disobedience, which is the greatest of calamities. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from the shurur, from the sharr, from the evil of the shaitan, from all the evil that you know and all the evil that you don't know, and most of all from the, from the evil of our own nufus, our own, our own hearts. ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر لنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث اصلح لنا شاننا كل لا اله الا انت my brothers and sisters seriously this month of ramadan which is with us is a huge 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 opportunity it's a major opportunity and i keep reminding myself and you maybe this is my last ramadan and that is true for all of us and whether this one is the last or not there will be one ramadan which will be the last and that is why the safety lies in us treating every ramadan as if it's our last right so don't wait for tomorrow there is no tomorrow do now do now give now help now be nice now Make sure you fulfill the hukuk of Allah. That you fulfill whatever Allah ordered. That you follow the sunnah of Rasulullah And then one day, when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's the time for collection. Inshallah. Allahumma adina fi man hadayt, wa'afina fi man a'fayt, wa tawallana fi man tawallayt, wa barik lana fi ma atayt, wa qina wa sirifanna sharra ma khadayt. فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك فإنه لا يظل ما عليت ولا يعز من عديت تبارك ربنا وتعالى نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب إليك آمين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم ودوا يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أخي مسلم